0: We've got a long ways to go before women are fairly represented among leadership positions in supply chain. Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, managing editor of Supply Chain Brain, and welcome to episode 200 of the Supply Chain Brain podcast. There's been talk for years of the need to increase the ranks of women in supply chain management positions. Currently, though, only 5% of top-level jobs at Fortune 500 companies are held by women. The number reflects the larger picture of women in business, but there are so many opportunities in supply chain, along with a serious talent gap in that area, that you have to think companies would be making a special effort to achieve gender diversity in their ranks. The numbers suggest otherwise, though. Today we'll learn what needs to be done and what progress is already being made from my guest Tisha Denell, vice president with Agilon. She talks about the importance of networking, mentoring, and the pipelining of female executive candidates. She reports on this year's Awesome Symposium that stands for Achieving Women's Excellence in Supply Chain Operations, Management and Education. And describes the emerging opportunities that could allow women to finally achieve a measure of parity in supply chain management, or so we can hope. So here is my conversation with Tisha Denell. Tisha Donnell, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Bob. Thank you for having me.
0: Tell me about the awesome symposium that I believe you attended this year. I'd like to hear what that is and what your takeaways of it were with regard to the position of women in supply chain leadership roles today.
1: Awesome is an organization focused on advancing women's in supply chain leadership and recently I attended their annual symposium where over 300 women and supply chain leaders attended for about two and a half days and we talked a lot about how to not only develop yourself professionally but personally and there was some really great panels and roundtables of successful women in supply chain that talked about their own personal experience. Personally, for me, it was uh, motivating as a woman to see other women that have had forged their careers and are now CEOs and senior vice presidents and learned a lot about the supply chain industry as well.
0: How many people were there?
1: I'd say over 300. And from what I understand, this is their fifth symposium. I think it has grown from their first one at about 80 so I think it's mm-hmm. definitely a growing movement.
0: It sounds like maybe the, the leading effort of its kind, I don't hear about a lot of other similar type of initiatives out there on, on at this scale.
1: Yes, I think that there are some smaller organizations like uh, Women in Logistics, or more specific depending on what area in supply chain. You have the logistics part, the transportation part, the warehousing, but I think those are more market-driven or location versus on a national level. But awesome is is definitely on a national level.
0: Yeah, those have a lot of local chapters and local meetings. Women in logistics certainly has been around a long time, but maybe it's not quite the same thing. What impression do you get in general of what is the position of women in supply chain today relative to their presence in the business world at large?
1: According to the AAUW, in 2015, working women full-time in the United States were only paid about 80% of what men were paid. So there's this 20% gap. So if you take a look at the position right now, there's obviously a lot of opportunity And I think what I've seen in the last three to five years is the supply chain industry as a whole has been, use the term, a more sexier, meaning that is not just when you think of supply chain or logistics, some people think trucks, right? Warehouse, Mm -hmm. just very boring. But really supply chain also encompasses sourcing a product, buying a product, how to move a product from point A to point B that is the most efficient, and a lot of analysis. So I I think women, that is something that not just would be open to a male-dominated industry. Women are starting to see, wow, I can have more of a career than just a warehouse. I can be in the business, be in a corporate environment, as well as work in supply chain.
0: So maybe it's hard to generalize because supply chain is such a sweeping term, but again, I'm wondering in terms of number one, pay disparity, and number two, just numbers, is the position of women in supply chain better or worse or the same as the larger world of business of all types of industries? Do you know one way or another whether that's the case?
1: Awesome and Gartner actually published a 2017 Women in Supply Chain research, and they showcased it at the Awesome Symposium. And it's interesting is they actually showed a uptick in women in leadership or high level roles. And so it has edged up slightly. That's kind of the term that they've mentioned in their research. But compared to the overall business, I don't have the exact numbers overall, but I would say it's more a focus in supply chain because that industry is more male dominated versus I think some of you really take a look at the other industries. There might be a lot more even of male or female in leadership.
0: And, and again, it seems difficult to get our arms around this entire subject because on one hand, you can get down to the idea of female truck drivers, certainly mm-hmm. part of supply chain, certainly part of logistics. Mm-hmm. And then at the other end of the scale, female CEOs <laughs> in, in supply chain. It sounds like your desire here is to kind of work on the higher level senior leadership, better paying, better career path type positions where women are not being properly represented is that would that be fair to say that that is your emphasis
1: well that i would say maybe awesome or maybe the the ultimate goal if you will because of that small percentage in leadership but i think the bigger picture is overall if you can look at starting at schools is to get more women to even look to receiving a degree within supply chain or manufacture or engineering those are some of the education some of the degrees that we see because without the entry level or the mid-level positions for the supply chain roles and for women they're never going to get to that vice president director or eventually a ceo there's a term that we use uh, pipelining for candidates as well as succession planning and when you when you hear pipelining that's a recruiting term to say are you recruiting or interviewing or even meeting candidates Only when you have an opening or are you constantly meeting candidates within supply chain through networking or just going out to where supply chain people hang out? And what some of the advice that I've given to companies that are having a hard time filling their roles is look to pipelining more women into your jobs. So instead of just looking at the candidates that are available to you, be purposeful in looking for women because they also are, one, you'll see a lot more coming out of the university And two, that will help them eventually get to and get the experience to land the next promotion for them. So that's the pipelining part of it. The succession planning, too, is, and again, I think this is probably for men and women, we find it in supply chain. Most people get into it by accident. If you talk to people that are in there today, they'll say, oh, I had a marketing degree or I worked in accounting and I fell into supply chain. Well, now we have people that are actually um, not just wanting to go into supply chain through education, but wanting to move up the ladder. And there's no defined succession planning on if I'm a demand planner, what is the next step for me? There's no senior demand planner or is it to stay within the supply chain or should I move into logistics? And I think having clear career paths in supply chain, that helps women or recruit more women, but also overall recruiting as a whole and building your pipeline for
0: candidates. Do you believe that women who are already in established positions in supply chain have a responsibility to serve, number one, as recruiters, and number two, as mentors for other women coming up?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that was one of our topics at the uh, Awesome Symposium. Personally, it made me think as well. So I've been with my company going on my 20th year this year. I did start right out of college. And I thought, who am I mentoring right now? And not just helping for a call here and there, but intentionally saying, you just got promoted to a VP role. Let me help you and mentor you officially in what you could do or maybe share some stories that I've been through or maybe what to watch out for, what to work on, especially for new people in the role. But I'll tell you, the women that I met there, not only were they excited about what lies ahead, but we were also very motivated to help some of the newer students that are just coming in the supply chain.
0: But at the same time, we cannot let men off the hook. How do you get the message to male executives that it's important that they, too, be on the lookout? They, too, serve as mentors. They, too, serve as recruiters for qualified and eager and uh, women who want to pursue this field.
1: Well, I think that when you look at your career, the message really is that self-reflection on where you currently are and where do you want to be. And because supply chain and logistics is so vast, you could work in the warehouse or you can work on buying and purchasing or you can work on the transportation and logistics. What is the next step? So we do say once you kind of research or do an introspective conversation of what's the next step. Definitely, we also tell them to reach out to their mentors, find their own mentors, who is currently doing the job that you can help or that you can get more information from. Networking is huge. And I think that's where, whether you're male or female, if you want to continue to progress, You want to put yourself out there online. I know LinkedIn is a very popular professional networking site, but also through those major networking organizations like CSCMP, which is Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals. You've got ISM, Institute of Supply Chain Management. APICS is probably more on the operational side. But going out, networking, talking to people, and identifying what I want, what's next in my career will definitely help men as well.
0: And here again, though, we have that classic chicken and egg kind of situation where you have, you it could be argued that there aren't enough women down there in the in the pool of talent and pursuing this as a career in order to, to be promoted. On the other hand, people don't get involved in that because they don't see the opportunities. So... <laughs> It seems like it all has to kind of move forward at the same time. So that sounds like an enormous obstacle to overcome. I'm wondering how you approach that from both ends.
1: In getting more people involved in networking, or just people being more aware. Yeah, we're getting more people
0: so that so that people higher up the ladder no longer have the excuse of saying, "Hey, I would love to have more women in my organization, but they're just they're just not out there." And then you say, well, maybe they're just not out there because they don't see the possibilities because people like you aren't hiring them. You see, it, it, it's like what comes first, the uh, the pool of talent at the bottom or the willingness of the people higher up to to mine that pool somehow?
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what What I think is also driving more awareness is the fact that the CEOs and the higher-level directors, VPs within supply chain, they understand that in order to continue to bring the organization the value that they're supposed to bring, they have to have good people. And what's happening out, out there, Bob, is because right now we are at especially when you look at the professional level, we are at 4% unemployment nationally. And so where maybe 10 years ago, they would put an ad or put a posting and they would get 50 candidates, they would probably get 10 and maybe four of them or two of them would be qualified. So a lot of the companies now and and, um, companies that we work with that we help place supply chain professionals at the mid and senior levels, they're coming to us and saying, I can't, I need a really good supply chain manager. Or I just promoted my my buyer to a purchasing manager. I need a really good buyer. And I have put an ad out and I can't find anyone. So I think that the need... And the understanding that you want top talent in your team is driving them to go out to networking, driving them to go out to working with staffing and recruitment firms. And it's just now raised awareness that there really is a global talent shortage in supply chain.
0: I'm not sure you can answer this question, but I'm wondering where you see the biggest opportunities in supply chain. Are they supply chain positions within larger companies Or are they in companies that are actually supply chain services companies like 3PLs, like consultancies and logistics providers? Is it possible to say which of those is a better opportunity for women wanting to enter this field today?
1: I would say and probably wouldn't say whether one is better, but I see opportunities in both And it's typically what the candidate is looking for or what you're looking for. So I'll give you a few examples. So we work with large companies that either have an opening because they have either they lost their their supply chain uh, analyst or lost their logistics analyst and they're looking to add or this large company just purchased another company and they're integrating and we need to beef up our department. At the same time workers for those large companies feel like, well, I'm a small fish in a big pond. I want my next opportunity to be with a smaller company that is experiencing growth, and I want to get my hands on more areas, not just the purchasing side. I want to do sourcing, and I want to do analysis as well. So when you look at the large companies, there's definitely some of those are the reasons why we're seeing them higher. And there's also reasons why we're seeing candidates wanting to leave large companies and go to a smaller company. On yeah. the smaller companies that are growing, like the 3PLs, you know, I have to say the smaller companies are more aggressive. They're actually going out to the universities. And it's funny because they will, I've, I've heard that some of the recruiters within those companies will wear Gucci or Prada, just like look the part. And so the college students look at them and say, "Where? what what do you do? (laughs) Where can I work for you? So again, I think if you want the opportunity to have more exposure in different parts of the supply chain, that's where smaller companies can also offer opportunity. I know you asked, what is more for women? It really is up. Do you want to work for a smaller company or do you want to work for a larger company? The choice is up to you.
0: Are the schools doing their job? And I mean, not just high school and the like, but the universities as well. I mean, it's pretty much acknowledged that supply chain today requires a much higher level of analytics chops, so to speak. Therefore, suggesting that we need more women in STEM, science, technology, engineering, mathematics type skills and, and careers. So are they being trained adequately for the new demands being placed on supply chain executives today?
1: I think- For the most part, they are, and for two reasons. One, I know that not only are we seeing a growth in not just the supply chain master's programs, but also the bachelor programs. And some of the subject matter experts that I talk to are typically either professors within this program or they're in charge of the whole program. And they have been telling me that they have been revamping their program based on the need based on their advisory board and also the demand of talent within supply chain. As a matter of fact, Bob, um, I'll tell you that their placement ratio are almost 95 to 97% out of these degrees, whether it be a master's or a bachelor's. And so that leads me to believe that companies want to hire, and they're hiring them. The skills are enough to hire them right out of college without any work experience.
0: You mentioned that you didn't necessarily get into supply chain with the full awareness of, of where you were going, that you, that you came in kind of through a side door, which is the door which many people in supply chain have, have come through. What is your story, Tisha? Tell me about a little bit about your experience and how you got to where you are today.
1: Sure. So I actually am an accountant by trade, meaning that I received my degree in accounting and and worked for a few months within the accounting industry. But when I moved and relocated from New Jersey to Los Angeles, I went like many people, decided to ask a staffing firm for uh, assistance. And instead of helping me find the job, they offered me an internal position to help recruit for accounting and finance. So that is actually what I've been doing for most of my career with Agilon until about five years ago where I was tasked, not only was I promoted, but I was given a new challenge to add the supply chain vertical to our business offering. We found that our clients in accounting and finance said, hey, I know that you guys get me staff accountants, financial analysts, but I'm looking for a demand planner. I'm looking for a category manager. So for me... Having not had the trade and the the schooling in supply chain, I had to not only learn more about the industry, but also part of my role now is to travel the branches and to teach our teams on recruiting and placement within supply chain. So where it has made a big difference for me is to reach out to those networking groups that I spoke of earlier and really entrench myself. Here in the Chicagoland area where I'm based, we are a sponsor for the CSCMP Chicago chapter. And we are involved not just in schools, but we also are involved with some of the companies. I should say to you right now, we have experienced over, I'd say maybe 87% growth in our supply chain placement in the last two years. As a matter of fact, this year we're projected 38% over last year of placements that we've had within the supply chain area. That's where I am as of today. And I think, again, supply chain, when you look at why and where this industry is going, it now is a lot sexier. I think Amazon putting it on the map by changing the consumer expectation from, you remember when it took us two weeks to get a couch? Now we could get it the next day or two (laughs) weeks or Mm -hmm. two days. So now companies are having to respond to the consumer of, I want everything as soon as possible. And so companies are saying, what can I do to get my product to the consumer as soon as possible? And so that's, I think, the thread that also keeps the growth in the supply chain industry.
0: Okay. Wrapping up, though, I, I, I must admit that I've had conversations like this for years. And I'm trying to get a sense of how you feel where we are today in this society, and this culture with respect to openness to the advancement of women in executive positions in general and supply chain specifically versus what one might argue is almost a backward step in kind of the atmosphere out there, a kind of a, a re-empowerment of the so-called bro culture that works against this. Where are we today? What feeling do you get for the possibilities for women today in supply chain?
1: I'm trying to think of the right adjective here. I am optimistic in a I don't know if excitedly is not a <laughs> is not an adjective but I am extremely optimistic and I think attending the awesome symposium and seeing how many women are impacted by their career growth Who are not just trying, but who are already there. The movement is very hands-on. It is, and I'll kind of give you a perfect example. I met 10 different women that I I know we had some breakouts and we said, well, instead of waiting till the next year, the next symposium, why don't we get together just for dinner? And uh, um, we are in the process of scheduling that in September, where, again, it doesn't have to be an annual symposium or a corporate-sponsored event, but we are going to get together for dinner. We actually like each other as well, and we're going to just exchange ideas on what we're seeing out there. I think also the students that I've met that were awarded a grant to attend and paid for uh, a scholarship to this symposium, they are not only bright, but they are tenacious, and they are determined to continue to forge the way for women in supply chain.
0: Well, it sounds like a long struggle, but perhaps there is some real progress being made toward that. And uh, it sounds like uh, Agilon has a really good white paper on the subject, which we will link to in the show notes to our to this episode. But Tisha Donnell, in the meantime, I want to thank you so much for joining us to talk about the possibilities and the position of women in supply chain today. Thanks so much for your insights. Thank you for being with us today. All
1: right. Thank you, Bob, for having
0: me. That was my conversation with Tisha Donnell of Agilon, talking about opportunities for women to advance in supply chain management. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com, where we post a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. That's 200 and counting. You can also read my Think Tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn. Follow us on Twitter, at SCBrain. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Got any comments or suggestions on this or any episode? Email me at rbowman at supplychainbrain.com. See you next time.